I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time. All right, here we are. Welcome to the Pantels Podcast. Uh, my guest today, a uh, good friend of mine, one of the fucking best, I guess, comics and YouTube personalities we've ever come out. That ever came out of this fucking city. It's only you and Abdul that do it properly. It's Adam Susser. Hey. What's happening? Hey, I thought we had already started before. No, I no, was, it was, I was already in the zone. You were in the zone? I'm deep in the zone. Oh, good, good. Stay in there. We also have Poseidon uh, hanging out there in the corner, being a voyeur. Hey, What's up? You like to watch, eh? I love to watch. Nice. I like to be watched. <laughs> so, dude, I don't want to forget because we talked about it before, but I, I want to bring it up so everyone knows because you're back at making your videos. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, you and Abdul were the first guys that I saw making those, and I was kind of, oh, shit, we can go on YouTube. We can do this. We can do you know, this. They're we're, making them. We're permitted. You made a new one with yeah. George LaRock. Made two new ones, yeah. I saw Daniel was, Karen. Uh, I, yeah, Daniel Karen, who's a hilarious Montreal comic, and George LaRock, the former hockey player and current uh, media personality. Mm-hmm. Was in them, and it's uh, it's something. It's just it was a silly conversation I was having with my best friend uh, about a month ago, and then I was about to go rollerblading. I'm not ashamed to be a rollerblader, by the way. Should be. So I'm, but I'm not. <laughs> and uh, then it all came to me, and I had to uh, c- cut my rollerblade session short. Ran back, rollerblade back to my car, wrote, recorded it in my phone. I'm like, this is one of the best sketches I ever wrote. And then I filmed it. One of the best edits I ever did. I acted super well. I don't get the opportunity yeah. to act a lot because I do a lot of streeters and just random stuff you know not necessarily high production put it up there super proud of it didn't do that well but it doesn't matter because it, it was, it's a funny sketch it didn't do that well didn't i'm actually surprised because I, I agree with you what i uh, you know no i don't know why sometimes there's just no explain the only explanation i have is maybe because i'm yelling too much a lot of yelling but it's funny i think so yeah, I don't, yeah you're yelling at daniel yeah. yelling at daniel but he's hilarious he played the part perfectly and, he uh, gets jittery. He's good at well, that. It was like, that's kind of how he's like on stage. Yeah. He did it to a <laughs> T. And I was like dying when, when we were filming with him and when I was editing. And uh, yeah, anyways, you know, sometimes you just do it and it's fine. I did it okay. But I, you know, when we put out something you're so excited about, you're like, this, this is the one. Oh, it's happened to me. This will change everything. And then you're just like, what the fuck? Like, no one's responding. Yeah. <laughs> you think the weirdest is when they respond to something that you you just put out to put out? And you're like, really? This is what yeah, you're going that, fucking yeah. crazy for? Of course. That, that happened to me on TikTok. You can't complain <laughs> when that happens, but sometimes it's it's like, this isn't even good. Like, what? Yeah, that's you said it. That's it. Wait, you're also on TikTok, right? Oh, yeah. I'm actually, I'm like TikTok, I'm doing like a job now until I can like, until for Corona. But like, you're seeing the numbers go up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a really, I was in New York City and I, I just moved there and I had to move back because of Corona. So I spent a month where I had that New York uh, work ethic where I came back and literally a month I was doing like 40 hours of TikTok work a week and I really was able to gain like 1500 2000 followers but then I have an air conditioning company and I was I stopped doing it I started doing that so now I'm just getting back into the swing of things lost all my momentum no more New York work ethic but I'm you know I'm trudging along so I did two videos 
this week and I have a bunch of old content that I could put there that just edited down to make it TikTok friendly. But TikTok's super motivating because it's very democratic. You know, they give everyone a chance to go viral because at the very least they show it to like 150 random people. You don't have to ask your friends to like or share. So it's like, it's very exciting. It's by far the social platform that I like the most. So if I understand correctly, they're going to show it to a sample audience yes. and leave it to them to say if it's good, they'll like and and then they'll show it to more people. Is that how it works? Depending on how they react, exactly. Oh, that's interesting. So it's really like exciting if you're a content producer. Yeah, I was only on TikTok for a bit. I didn't really make stuff specifically for TikTok. Yeah. I was mostly looking like, well, what's all the hype? Yeah. And then I don't know if it was the algorithm, but after a while, all I would see was dog videos. Okay. Um, I could see you liking dog videos. So, so then I would just get dog videos and then random kids, like super, super rich kids in houses, like flexing their cash. And I was like, what is this app? <laughs> like, I don't think this is for me. And then uh, that sounds like it is for you. Listen, I, I trust the algorithm. I think you like dog videos and, and kids, rich kids. Rich kids. Yeah. yeah. So, well, the dogs I love, but the rich kids. I was like, what the fuck? Deep and down inside, TikTok probably knows you better than you know yourself. I think you. Well, the, I dude, I had uh, some of the like best dog-related videos I've seen in a while. Were I'm gonna be honest, were on TikTok. They were the most adorable things. Yeah. No, uh, that's what's good about it too. When I fr I avoided joining it because you know, like the stereotype about TikTok is it's just people lip syncing and dancing, which is like, that's like hell to me. That's my yeah. version of hell. But that's only a, like a small percentage that are yeah, on Yeah, so there's everything. It's, it's videos about anything you like. So it doesn't take long. And then I just don't see those annoying videos anymore. And I see videos that really appeal to me. So it's, there's so many funny people on it. It's so funny. You do have to make them TikTok specific. Like you ideally don't want to make them longer than like 30 seconds. Um, but it's still a lot of fun. You think w I should be getting on the TikTok? I don't know. You're doing a lot of things. You got like 17 yeah. podcasts. Yeah, yeah. There's you no know, way I get. Your plate's full right now. I think you're okay. It's more than full because I got stuff that I haven't even announced yet that I'm planning well, on there doing. There you go. Are you 18 and 19 you're working on? 18. You, you know why? Because the 28 day thing, right? For people who don't know here in Quebec and Montreal, red alert, yeah. they decided to put us back in a mini lockdown for 28 days. We can't do any stand up. So I figured, look, I have my nights free anyway now. I can't do stand up might as well try to give out some more content, try to do something productive instead of sitting and bitching about the fact that I'm not doing stand-up. I mean, Jesus, you do day. I like to just try and work during the day and then like have a life at night personally. Oh no, me, it's all work. But I guess, yeah, you know, I just, in Montreal, I don't have the motivation. I mean, going to stand-up shows is different, I suppose. That's what I, if I can do that, that doesn't feel as much as work, even though I know it, it is. Feels like a hang to, to me too. Oh um, well, yeah. Yeah, but no, if you can do that, when I was... In, uh, in New York, I, that was my life. I would just work from like when I woke up to when I went to bed. But that was, I, ha I had much a stronger, I had a much stronger work ethic when I was there because he had that immigrant mentality. Yeah. You're like, I've paid to be here. I've got like a year and a half left. I got to make this shit happen. I, I feel like that, well, I feel like that in general it, with comedy, I have, I have the immigrant mentality. That's good. I don't have that. I, I don't have that as much here. Here it's been like, I work hard here, but I just find that I don't see uh, the carrot at the end of the stick. I've mentioned here. this before about the, the scene so here is... motivating. It's not as motivating. That's why yeah. I'm doing a lot of stuff in French as well. Yeah, that's more motivating. If And if you're happy here, that's good. New York was motivating because I saw all the opportunity. Everybody knows about it, but it's one thing to actually be there. It's like thrilling and you're like, oh my God. And yeah. I was really... But here there was... I've been motivated, but just not... I don't know, I've been here for too long. I was like, I'm over it. And uh, especially after going there, I'm just like... Yeah. But TikTok is, is exciting because then you could... If I could build up a big following and audience on somewhere, then that will be very, you know, valuable when things sort of get 
back into the swing of things? You 100% can because there's um, there's a few people that I had seen on TikTok that then I followed on other platforms because they're making videos. There's this one chick in Toronto who I find super fucking funny. I don't think she intended in the beginning for it to go viral. She like plays the role of like a like a off the boat a Russian lady, Olga. I think I know. You know what I'm talking about. about. She's yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous girl, but yeah. she's she's very very funny. She does uh like that angry Russian woman stuff. And I, I can tell you, like, 95, 96% of the videos that I see on Instagram, I'll like them. Like, they're funny. Yeah. I enjoy her. She's very doesn't take herself seriously. And uh, not a stand-up, just a TikTok person. Just let me make a funny video about what, what would happen if Olga went to the doctors, for example. Uh, you know, trying to smoke in there. Shit like that. And um, I met, uh, like, I met, I found a lot of people through TikTok that I was like, fuck, these guys are actually funny. And then yeah. they gained a huge following. Yeah, well, that's it. I found... Like people like actors, comics, like exactly like how you're describing that I just describing that like I just love to watch. And uh, I find like one thing is like if you could find one thing that you do, a character or just something and just stick to that, that is something that works best on TikTok. I do a bunch of different things. This isn't the best for TikTok, but whatever. But Make yeah, it work. It's for you. I got to, you know, do what makes me happy. You know, the good things about you is I've never seen you don't get um, you, you don't get political. Like you no, always look no, for the funny. Yeah, that's I, I'm not. I, I would be a politician if I wanted to be political. Exactly. And yeah. all I want to do is be silly and have fun and see how funny I can be and do different funny things and get funnier. That's like the motivation for being a comedian. You you, you see yourself going back to New York after all this shit? Or uh, I'm dying, dude. I, I'm I was living like the dream, like my dream. Even aside from the comedy, I've always felt like an affinity with New York City, and it's yeah. always been my dream. Even if you take comedy out of the picture, to just live there. And it, it, it's like the best way I could describe it is it's like being, it's like just for laughs there 24 seven and you're a part of it. That's how it feels to be a comic in New York city, you know? And I, I was there with, you know, like 16 years into the game. So I'm, it's not like I, you know, you could always get better, but people acknowledge that. So I was already like, things were happening and it was thrilling. So yeah, I'm dying to go back. I, up until like a month ago, I finally accepted that I don't think I'm going to be going back for like at least a year. Uh, I have buddies there. Like I just loved my life there and I loved the challenge and I love the, you know, opportunity and everything. So I'd love to go back, but nobody knows. What Would you go on. back if they reopen most of it, but there's no more stand-up for a while? No, no, because I, I could kind of go back if I want to, but if there's no stand-up, like they're doing uh, mics, open mics in the parks. It's not for me, the outdoor stuff. I would do it, but it, that's kind of just like doing comedy here. It's like, yeah. where's, where's it going to go? It's exactly. too expensive and, you know, I, I really have to have like the full thing. I have to have my routine. Like I really had a routine there and I need that motivation of like something can happen. So no, no I have to wait until things really get better and stand-up reopens. Do you want to go back to what you had? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long that's going to be. Nobody knows. I don't know. Now that the president got COVID, who the fuck knows? No. Yeah. Who knows? They're going to go into red alert soon. And if the Simpsons have taught us anything. Will they in the States? I don't know. I don't know about the States, but I know that here, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're already there. I have a feeling this 28-day thing is a ruse. You think it's just going to, at the beginning of... Nobody knows. I don't know. Just because it doesn't, I was thinking about it, it doesn't make sense because the stuff that they blocked is basically homes yeah. you, and you can't have any gatherings. One person, if you're single, you can have one person. Yeah. No, and no they gathers. said for romantic affairs, they wrote. 
That's perfect. That's Which all is amazing. I really like to hang out with people for. Yeah. What if you want to have a threesome though? Or man, what do you do? I, listen, I, I think you'll, you know, <laughs> who's gonna know? I still have a threesome. I go for the threesome. It's not every well, day you get the opportunity to have a threesome. If somebody wants to have a threesome with me, I'll say, Come yeah, you're over. gonna do it. Take a chance. Yeah, I'll take that risk. But the the the, the one person thing for romantic affairs, they, they didn't mention the number. They said the maximum number of people for specific things is I think ten or something. So technically, if it's a romantic, which oh, falls really? into oh, it, so yeah, threesomes are allowed. You could do a gangbang. Yeah. Oh shit! But you have no, to prove. Like let's say we're so, all over. So Quebec, eh? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> one person, unless it's for romantic affairs, then you can have at least you can have up to ten. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's not for romantic affairs, one person. Yeah. If it's not for romantic <laughs> affairs, that's if funny. you're having a game, man, that's cool, guys. Like just fucking, you know, invite yeah. us. That's great. That's what funny. a place. Very typical Quebec. I think it is a ruse though to get us comfortable with it again, and then close more stuff down because. It can't curb anything since what the schools. They close down? They can't well, the schools down. are still open. Uh, stores are still open. Regular stores, malls are still open. Yeah. So it doesn't. I feel like it's just a precursor. I don't think it's planned personally. I, but then you know what? I don't even know what to think about anything anymore when it comes to fucking what the newspaper, like the media, writes and uh, the government says. I don't fucking trust. I hear things from certain people that it sound believable, and then I read the media, yeah. and that kind of sounds. But there are certain things about the media, just because I've worked in the media before, that I know, like that I don't trust. trust. Yeah, I don't trust the media. Uh, but look, the, but then the, I don't want to distrust everything. There you go. I don't know. Then it's you really then you start p- panicking, get paranoid. I believe that everyone, like I believe that everyone involved in politics is a fucking regular human being. So I'm, I put myself in their shoes yeah. and I feel like they don't know what's going on. You know why? Because neither would I, neither would you. This is an unprecedented yeah, time. What, you know. Yeah. So I don't think they know a ton of stuff that we don't know. There's obviously secrets, but uh, they, I mean, it's, it's a virus. Nobody knows what, what's in the virus's head. The virus <laughs> thinks. What the virus thinks? Yeah, what the virus is doing? Only the virus knows what it has planned. Speaking of the virus... You think now with the, uh, I didn't ask you this, I didn't ask him earlier, but I'm going to ask you because you're a smarter person. That's true. How would you feel if now that Trump got it, we find out in a week, they're like, yeah, we're moving forward. We got the vaccine ready. Like now that he got it, for example, that there's a vaccine uh-huh. ready, how would you feel? Would you feel like, oh, goddamn, that's fucking suspicious? Or would you be like, hey, I, I guess the, he, the, he was really motivated. Well, <laughs> Well, an interesting thing about Trump, he's, he's extremely transparent and he tells you what he's going to do. That's true, yeah. So it's already, I've already been expecting him to announce, you know, shortly before the election, we found the vaccine. So whether or not he has it, I think is irrelevant. They're going to announce that he has the vaccine anyway. That would be amazing. Well, 100%. He's, he's, he's saying we're in a month. He's been saying for weeks, in a month, it should be ready. He has been. Yeah, he's actually so, right. Yeah, I, I thought that was just like a bullshit no, no. talk. Well, yeah, it's, it's, everything he says is bullshit. But it's still <laughs> something he's going to do. It's no question. So a lot of people will be like, oh, this guy... This motherfucker. Yeah, he did it. He saved us. Well, even during the debates, he he had like, and we have the vaccine. It's much sooner than you think. Yeah, he kept saying, sooner than you think. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. That's a good impression. I love the way he fucking talks. (laughs) Uh, It's um, entertaining. It's entertaining, dude. But did you watch the debate? Yeah, we we live streamed it. Really, we're on YouTube. Like it shouldn't be that entertaining. It's not. It's not how it should be. It was a weird Ultimate level of entertainment. Did you fun. feel at certain points, I, you know what I felt at some points, I was like, this is ridiculous, I laughed. And then my head would be like, dude, this is this is not the way a debate between the two candidates to lead the, the most important, let's say, nation on the yeah. planet right now. Yeah. This shouldn't be happening. Yeah. This is this is like it was written. It's like a sitcom it's, level. Yeah. It was like the, there were no an hour and a half, no commercials yeah. glued to the TV. <laughs> Couldn't look away. I was like, this is entertainment at its highest form. Yeah, it, it shouldn't it, be that, that much fun. We I used to hate it's politics. Crazy. 
I used to not want to watch any of this shit. Well, I, I, everybody did. When the, I remember when I was a, like a younger comic, I remember thinking, I like I will never waste my time making political comedy. And I've done I've done political stuff like about Quebec and stuff. That but, stuff. but it was more on the lighthearted side. It was never like I'm taking a stance. It's more of well, let's make fun of the, the idiots. Yeah, but it was definitely a stance. I think in a comedic way. Uh, I've done a lot more political stuff than I ever thought I would. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot. I don't a lot of like you know the fucking cack shit and all like racism and oh and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, like you know the French English stuff that really gets under my skin. Uh, so That's I've heating done, up again. Oh God! Yeah. That's another <laughs> thing about New York that just there are things about here that really bother me, and I just like when I left, I was like, this place isn't for me. Type of thing so that is something you don't have to deal with you know in new york yeah you're not the only one i, I hear it a lot yeah people that leave because of that like uh oh yeah it's english people leave because of that well jay barishall mentioned that and people got mad at it, remember yeah people get mad forever you can't even say that you don't even like it and people get mad yeah you're like i don't like the divide yeah. you don't like the divide get out of here faggot like they're just <laughs> angry for like the dumbest things yeah who yeah. wants the divide wouldn't you prefer no, it's, unity it's such a to, to argue about language and all that stuff. like you guys want everything's french <laughs> english yeah. people are here and they all speak french what yeah. more do you want it's like let's move on let's work together let's build like a great montreal and a greater quebec you know yeah but it's, it's like i'm telling you it's not so majority goes to all that fucking garbage of just like like it's, it's over well majority like i because I, now i get to deal with a lot of french comics a lot yeah. of french people i'm telling you dude majority does not think they don't give a fuck mm. they're not aggressive yeah, the, I agree with you. The yeah. average person I think that I come in contact in Montreal, yeah. for sure, uh, isn't like that. But it's a it's, political it's, game they play. They oh use yeah, it. Well, I mean, it's the boomers are in charge, and they're in charge of the media, and they're the politicians, and they fucking, they legit, like, I have firsthand evidence of dealing with people who have been brainwashed, and I have, I have, I, I once unwashed a chick's brain who I was on a date with once, uh, a long time ago. She was born in Mauritius. Oh, yeah, the, the island. Yeah, yeah, but, like, grew up here. And she was just like something along the lines of like the English people like hate us and they want us to leave. They feel threatened by us. I'm like, I'm like, use your brain for a sec. Like we're an English minority in a fucking English speaking okay, in Quebec, but in an English speaking country, in an English speaking um, continent, in an English speaking world. We don't hang on to our, our you know, like language like it's a culture. We don't feel threatened at all. That's like a lie that you've been told so that you could fucking, you know, be with them. Like, People are here because English people are here because they want to be here. Yeah. You know, and I could see they're like, oh, that makes like a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. it's true. What would so you it's have? really, they've just been told, but hopefully the boomers are going to die out. And I think a younger, there'll still be a lot of people who are like that, but I think the younger generation is going to not care as much. And because uh, it fucking, dist- it hurts our economy. Like yeah. It hurts everything. To, yeah. the, the strength of this place to be, because it's supposed to be a Canadian leader. We have everything here. Oh, yeah. The strength is the, the fact that they're bilingual. Exactly. And that any you have leverage over everyone else in North America because we have two languages. Yeah, and, mm. and Montreal and Quebec is so unique within yeah. North America. And it's beautiful. Dude, it's, culture it's is beautiful. The best yeah. place is it's so different. You go to it's Toronto. I've said you go to Toronto, you go to Alberta, you go to all these different places. They feel different. Yeah. But they feel akin to each other. But they yeah. feel different from here. Yeah. Whereas here, anybody comes here for the first time and they've been to the rest of Canada, like, what the fuck? This is, yeah. this is a different fucking country. That's it. So yeah. Just like, you know. I like the way it is here. You can chill. Yeah, I really like Montreal. I just, I'm kind of over it. I've, I've been in love with Montreal for a long time, though. And like, my family's here and everything. And I could acknowledge like, the city's beautiful. There's so many different mm. beautiful neighborhoods. And I just, yeah. But you, a lot of people I'm, I'm noticing now, I didn't, when I was younger, I never had these conversations about 
hey, do you like it here? Like you were born here, you live here, but do you like it? Would you stay? Do you want to move? It never came up. It, it was always just assumed that you were born somewhere. You're most likely going to die in that city. You're not really going to go anywhere. How old are you? That was assumed and when you were young? That was assumed when I was young. Yeah, like I'm 34 now, but all my friends, like the people that I grew up with, I could tell you 99% of them. Still that sounds like an old village, like you, you mentality. Up, yeah. yeah, they're all and still here. Okay, and I was the first one from my circle that started to really, because of comedy, like go out on the regular. Like part of my job had me going. Like last year was a crazy year, you know, fucking New York, L.A., Texas. Not like it was, and it became a regular podcast. I'm going to be there for a week. I'm going to be, and it became my eyes kind of opened, and spending more time in different cities. I was like, I would start considering, would I move here? Can I move here? What does Montreal have over this place? You know, and the only common denominator that would come back from every city that Montreal would win out was my family, my friends and family that you can't replace. Like the feeling of knowing. So let's say right now I use an example. You might get it because you were in New York for a while. So here anything happens. My car breaks down. I need someone to paint something. I know a guy for everything. I know. I know. Listen, mm. I, I I'm a stranger of, in every other city. I know. And I thought about that like when I was making the transition to New York. Like one of my good friends is my mechanic. Like I figured it takes a long time in life to figure it out. Yeah. And I've I, in Montreal, like I know. I've, I feel like in a way I've conquered Montreal. Everything, like I know how to make money here. I've got friends. I've got family. I know all the people. I know how it works. So yeah, you lose that a bit, but I mean, ultimately you have to do what makes you happy. And, but I, there's, that is kind of what I thought about when I was transitioning to New York. I was like, even just, I would think about that in terms of grocery stores. Like I lived in NDG and I have three grocery stores that I got. I know where to get the salad dressing that I like here, this meal here, this. And it's like, you go to grocery stores in New York, you're like, well, you got to try everything. All the brands are new. Yeah. You got to try. I, I'm someone who keeps like, like seven salad dressings in my fridge at any given moment. I have to try all the salad dressings and find the good ones. It's tough. Life is tough. <laughs> That's like interesting. Yeah. Those salad dressings. I um, so far I've like calculated like early on I thought L.A. would be a place I'd go to. Then after like my third or fourth time there, I was like, "Fuck this place!" I would I love coming here for a few days. Mm-hmm. I can't live here. No, L.A. seems uh, chill. Weather wise, one of my yeah. favorite places. You can wear whatever you want because it doesn't have that humidity, right? Um, at night sometimes there would be like precipitation, but it wouldn't rain. Uh, and I liked it, but I was like thinking of living there. I was like, I can't. Same thing, I had that problem with New York. Remember when we were down there? Mm-hmm. He was talking, would you move here because of standable? And I was like, my problem with this place is it's too crazy for me. Yeah, it's very intense. There's too much. I like I like the peace. I like being able to have some yeah. peace and quiet. There's yeah. no peacefulness Dude, over like, there. There's no peace. I remember after I was there for two months talking about it with my roommate who's from there. And I was like, I just kind of feel like I, I have trouble chilling out here. He's like, yeah. yeah, that's like New York. He's like, it's like everybody has that. Your chill is up here yeah. at New York. Like there'd be some nights when I'm like, hey, I just want to like chill in my apartment, watch a movie and you still can't really come down. So I found myself, I only did this, I started doing it, but then I had to come back. Just like I took a Sunday and I just like, I drove for like an hour to like a small town. And that calmed you down. Because then you're just in like, I I legit sat in March uh, in a, a bare wooded forest for two hours alone talking to myself. And I mean, I talk to myself regularly. Yeah, me too. To chill. And then I went for a walk on the strip in the place. And he was like, I felt like I was in The Sopranos. You kind of feel like that everywhere when you leave like New York City, I find. Everything feels like The Sopranos. Yeah. Well, yeah, because how do you turn off in a city that's always on? Yeah, the energy, man. There's energy that's something that's like, you know, you can't see that just you feel. And it's fucking, I feel like unless you live in a really nice place, 
that's like quiet and like modern and just chill, then you'd have it maybe better and easier time. He, because um, I was having trouble because you were there, so you can describe it. You could describe the feeling of the yeah. no sleep and the way I had described it to him because we had went down. It was the second time I think he was there, and that night we had went out and it was me, Mike. Uh, Guido was there, uh, Massimo was there, and we were eating pizzas at 2, 3 in the morning. And the way I had described it to him, like the next day we were talking, and I go, you see what the difference is between here in Montreal, the big one that you could feel, is that in Montreal, there's kind of like an end to the night. Yeah. And the night ends. Right now, it was late over there. I go, if I wanted to, in the middle of the night, I can go downtown, buy a fucking flat screen TV, <laughs> uh, a Cinnabon, you know, and yeah. eat something, and then go home. In the middle of the fucking night, I go, I can't, in Montreal, there's a limit for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it ends. I go, here, there's no limit. Do you get what I'm saying? And then that's when he's like, oh, now I'm starting to get the feeling of it. Because like, there's no, it's very hard to explain. There's just no limit. Well, things do end. You could kind of get anything you want at any time. Yeah. But not everywhere. Yeah. But, but you, here you can't do that. Down. No, here you can't do that. I mean, New York's a, a different, you know. It's a, beast. Place. it's a beast. It is a beast. It is a beast. No, it's I not mean, a bad I city. I feel like it's, uh, and don't you feel like just... As in your element there, as you do here. Yeah, I could walk around. It, there, there's a strong like walk culture there. In a different part of Montreal. Almost. Yeah. But like, I, I always would describe it as like, it's like Montreal on crack, you know? It is Montreal or on speed. Yeah, yeah speed yeah. and crack. Speed and crack. Cr- there's some crack in there for Both. sure. But LA doesn't have another thing LA's that gets me, because it doesn't have the walking culture. No, I find the whole West Coast is different. I find New York and Montreal are very similar and every yeah. other city I find is the West Coast is, is beautiful, though, but it's you can't walk in. You're stuck in whatever area. That's one thing that blew me blew my mind when I went to L.A. And just when I traveled in general. Like, I, I started traveling when I was, like, in my early 20s. And um, I always assumed, because we're so blessed with our nightlife, that you just go to any big city and you're going to have a crazy nightlife. But, like, I was in Rome when I was, like, 22, and we fucking couldn't find, like, a place to party in Rome. Oh, shit. We oh, shit, yeah. An hour. And I swear to God, it was like a groupie. We were asking people. And we were downtown Rome. And it's just so many cities are not, they don't have like a concentrated nightlife. Like you just assume they would. They like don't. We, like we do in Montreal where you're just bombarded with like a million places to go out. Yeah, they're all so, uh, me the thing in LA, because you were talking about how everything's spread out. The first thing that stuck out to me was here when you ask distance wise, like how long is it? Oh, it'll be about 20 minutes. The first time I, uh, I asked that question, I remember there, I had to get to... Uh, I think Santa Monica and I got a question back and it was well what time are you going (laughs) and I was like what do you mean like how long will it take he goes I can't give a straight answer drastically different times depending on what part of the day you're going you can get there in 25 minutes or an hour and a half and I was like what the fuck like that's that's a different world he's like that's how it is here he goes you have to time your shit like uh and they're a bit more it's crazy because they want shit done there but I find them too laid back Mm. Yeah, it's, it's could, that could be annoying. It's too slow. Yeah. yeah, they'll show up late and it's normal. Ah, don't worry about it. Whereas here and in New York. are pretty late. Yeah, That's where? Here? here? Yeah, late. people yeah. people here, it's the weirdest thing because here I find people with the New York work ethic, yeah. but oh, no. they'll here, show up late no and they'll, way. like me, I'll go crazy. I'll work 56 hours a week on all this, right? I'm like super. That's a, you're an anomaly for Montreal. Nobody has a fucking work ethic in Quebec. You crazy? Yeah, you might be right. Maybe it's just me. Everybody chills, has fun. It's definitely just you. Yeah, okay, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's good for you. But no, here it's like, uh, that's also another thing. Like, I work hard, but I still, like, I'm pretty proud that I, you know, I haven't had, like, a full-time job in, like, fucking a decade. And I could just, like, it's easy to live here by working, like, part-time. You know? Yeah, here, yeah, you're right. You don't mm. need a lot of money, and, like, everyone kind of acts. Like, I speak to people in business, you know, those business people? Yeah. The business types. And, they, and the ones who come from 
companies and other cities, they're like, everyone's like, things don't get done. Nobody shows up on time. Everyone's like, it's okay. Like, yeah. chill out. And they yeah. all have problems here. It's, it's really lax. So psychologically, I like to keep it. Like when I used to, before comedy, when I was like a project manager, the way I would run things was like that. I'd be like, look, I don't give a fuck. You promise me what you're going to get done by the end of the week. I'm not going to micromanage you. Come in, whenever the fuck you come in, you don't have to come in at nine. You want to come in at 10, 11, sleep in? I don't give a shit. I don't want to hear an excuse at the end of the week. I mean, that's good. That's that would always work. Because yeah. then you'd have people coming in at 11, but they'd leave later, they'd be calm, you know, this yeah. and they would always get their shit done. Whereas managers that I would see, their strategy was fucking over the shoulder. What are you working on? What are you doing? This and that. They would always have trouble. They'd always be late because people were fucking anxious. Yeah. So I was like, I'd rather you be happy yeah, and you know what you can do. If you promised it, then fucking get it done. I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, because everyone's different. So when you try to fit everybody in the same kind of frame, yeah, it doesn't really. Click. Yeah, some people don't. There's some people that if you trust them, they're gonna fuck you over. Yeah, listen, yeah. management is a tough thing. I managed like a kiosk once for like a marketing company, and it was tough. Just, I, I would rate myself as like a mediocre manager. You think you were the problem? It wasn't the, the relaxed people. Well. I don't know if I, I, would, I don't know if I'd call myself a problem, but like it's just there's an art to it. Yeah. You kind of have to manage people differently. Yeah, I didn't. I tried to be like fair and like listen. These are the rules for everyone. Just like you know, follow the rules. Oh, but, but the you second gotta you play with certain people yeah. and give certain people, but then the other people can't find out. It's a whole. It's a whole fucking. It's a. I don't. I don't. I don't miss that stress. No. No, I no. think you'd be a good manager. It sounds like if that's what you. I, I was actually. I have people that used to work with me that come to shows sometimes and we'll talk. And they'll be like, you know, I, I, you know, I had a great time when you were a manager, and this and that, and this the difference with you. So I get the feedback, and I'm like, oh shit, I did do a good job, but uh, nothing I've done, and I was happy, I guess, but nothing I've done ever made me as happy as stand up, uh, podcasting, shooting the shit. I, that you can, because it's your art, you're passionate about it. And I work more now than I ever did. Like I, I didn't have a job that regularly I would have to work 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Whereas put in that much time. Eh? Oh, I'm always working. Oh, I'm always working. I'm always doing something. I mean, that's the recipe to success, my friend. Let's see. Yeah. So, well, I'm not unsuccessful, but I always feel, but it's this time of the year because my birthday was on the 24th of September. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Anytime I have my birthday, yeah. I, I, first of all, I avoid it. Like I needed people to remind me again this year. I okay. completely, because I don't, I try to think about it. Forget, Anytime. Forget about it? Yeah, I don't like I my. I just try and get through the day, which is another like old person thing I never thought I'd become. I, I just like don't, don't like get it. emotional. If if I if I don't like get upset that day, that's a win for me. That's where I'm at in life with my birthday. I can't. You you do you know people that they get depressed around the holidays? Like I know people that seasonally yeah, listen, Christmas they listen, get depressed. I don't Jew, have that. I get depressed only because that day is hard to find things to yeah. do. I'm like alone, <laughs> like legit. I've had Christmases where I've roamed the streets alone downtown yeah. with nothing open. Yeah, a lot that's of, another uh, day. That's a harder day than your birthday. Yeah, a lot of my Jewish friends tell me that they go. Yeah, you don't know the struggle. <laughs> But I don't. I don't stress out during the holidays ever. I love Christmas. I love anything. I, I'm enjoying it. My birthday. I've pinpointed this year. I actually get depressed, and yeah. there's no way I can fight it because the reason I get depressed is it forces me to look back, and I always feel like I've wasted my life. I've underperformed. Oh, I'm not where serious. I should be, and I, I can't fight it. It's in my head. I go, "You've done nothing with your life. You've done nothing." No, no, that's, that's all it reminds of. That's why I try to avoid it. Yeah. But you're always reminded. Like I don't tell anyone. And then the day comes, someone finds out, and then everyone finds out, and on fucking Facebook, it's there. No. Well, you're fighting a losing battle to try and just assume that the world is going to forget about your birthday. That's crazy. You need to accept that. And But I think every comic can relate to the notion of uh, I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a very... Well, if you can... Point. Like, I, I never I spoke to anyone about this, feel but... like that, yeah. 
You, do you feel like that too? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel I want. I feel I'm not getting enough respect. I'm not where I want to be. Do these people? I, you know, you just try and curb those thoughts. I think, but and I feel I old. Just, I'm like oh, I'm yeah. too old for like where that I'm at. I, I feel kind of that not as much, but sometimes. Uh, but yeah, listen, you just got. I think if you just work that much, you'll you'll get to where you want to get eventually. You know, you know what I want? I want the ability. I, I know a lot of people. They look back and they're proud of what they've done. They're like, I've accomplished so much. I want to feel like that. I always you look never back. Feel like that at all? Never. I For always real? feel. I, I swear. I always feel like, fuck, man, you've done nothing. Like, do something. Create. Like, do something. You know, you haven't done anything. And no matter what I do, I always think, okay, this next thing, I'm gonna feel accomplished. Wow. Never. And th- and that's why I'm saying it's like a losing battle. Yeah. Because like this year, I should have been happy because by the time my birthday came around, the new studio was fully ready. I should have at least felt proud of that. And I was like, this should have been done a year ago. You haven't done anything. Like you got to, now oh you're, you're behind. You're, that's yeah, tough. I don't feel super. like that. I feel accomplished. Like I'm proud of the things I've created, but I also feel like this, I still am not where I want to be in my career. Yeah, never. And I don't think I'm ever going to be happy well, in that know, sense for career wise. You kind of, if you do... One thing like that's happened to me is I did kind of achieve a level that I was happy with, but then you just, you, you know, you want something greater and then you feel less happy. And I have to, and I think like if I was younger and I thought, and, and you told me where I'd be at now in comedy now, I'd be thrilled, you know? And now I'm like, I, I want more, point. you know? So that is something that happens, but I still am able to, you know, if I make a good sketch, like that could be feel very accomplished about that and proud of that. But again, still not exactly where I want to be in my career. I don't feel like I've... Yeah, I mean, it's only for that moment. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I'm like, no, it isn't. You got to do something. It's super bad. Yeah, well, it's very. It's uh, not good. It's not a bad trait at all, actually. It's a very good trait to have. That's, a, that's the most stupid thing you've ever said. No, that it's is not. Because <laughs> it causes me constant anxiety. Yeah, that's not... I don't think no, that's but good. Here's yeah. the thing. No, here's the thing. Because you love... i have to go ahead and disagree with you on <laughs> yeah. that. Because you love what you do, right? Yeah, I do love there what you I go. do. Yeah. So are you ever really working, even though you're always working? I see what you're saying. Yeah, you that's not it? really what we're talking that's about. That's not what we're no, talking no, about. I get it. <laughs> but I'm trying to... <laughs> you're trying to rationalize something that is hard to rationalize because I'm... It's weird because I'm, I'm aware enough to know that it's not healthy. Yeah. But there's nothing I could do to my brain I, to turn it off. But do, I would never think of there's nothing you can do. There's always something you can do. You know, you could see someone about that. And I'm telling you, like they have, I used to think that about like, I had like an anxiety thing when I was younger and I was, it would like fuck me up so hard. And I'd be like, I, I don't even believe, but I saw like a family friend who's a psychologist. He gave me like a, a mental technique and it like cured me legit. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to God. Yeah. I had agoraphobia. Not like I would get super overwhelmed over, when I would travel, not when I'd like leave my house, but when okay. I would leave much, and it was something that I grew up with and had, like I'd go on vacations when I started doing them, like not with my parents and just get super anxious. It would like really fuck me up. And I couldn't control it. And it was so intense. And I would, and I just, it was so intense that I was like, there's no way I'm just going to be that guy. And it sucks. Cause I want to travel. I want to see the world. And yeah, it was a mental exercise, I could tell you. How did you feel? Like, because I, I have a question. I don't know what I had, but initially when I first started to travel, yeah. I, I didn't talk to it because I don't know how to describe it. Okay. But I would, like, I, I'll tell you, the first time I ever went to Los Angeles, I remember it was the middle of the night. I ended up there at 11 o'clock yeah. and I had to go rent the car and then drive to another city. I went to um, close to Laguna Beach or whatever the fuck, like around there. Okay. So I've never been in this city before. It was the middle of the night. I remember feeling super overwhelmed. Yeah. And then the whole time I was there, like every night I go to my hotel room, I would feel super lonely and super like I'm never going home again. Like I, I like, yeah. and, and it was over and I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep going to these different cities already. I just came here for the first time and I feel fucking like, 
and it took me a lot. It took me over a year okay. to go to a lot of different places to start calming down, and now I can go to a place and just enjoy it. But okay. for I felt very trapped yeah. and like um, just far from home. I felt lonely. Like I felt like an orphan. It was a weird fucking feeling. I mean, I wouldn't describe it like that, but that sounds you know, it's just anxiety, like travel anxiety. Yeah. But mine was very like very 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 bad. You couldn't even go. I but could, I would go, but I would just get, I couldn't, I would just, I'd be, if I was occupied, if I was with people, if I was partying, I was normal, but then something would trigger me in my brain and, um, I would, it's like my personality would just change. It was very, would you really close intense. yourself off? Yeah. Like people could tell, like I went to Europe with a friend once and he's like, I could always tell, like I could see just by the look on your face, the moment that it starts happening to you, you know? And then. Then I got a girlfriend when I was 24 and she went to go live in Costa Rica and I was like, I'm going to go visit her. And then in the lead up, I would start to get anxious and I was like, I don't want this to happen. And I went and he, it was, it's a mental breathing and thinking exercise. And I, and he's like, you don't even have to believe it's going to work. Just do what I say. Just do the technique and it all these steps. And I couldn't fucking believe it. It worked. And it's something that I use for all types of anxiety. It's just like a, a D anxiety decreaser. Um, and yeah, and every trip I went on after, I would still do it and it just got better and better and better. And listen, like I, I moved to Toronto when I was, you know, 26 and I never thought I'd be able to live in a city alone, you know? And then and you did it. I did it and I, I love traveling and I don't get it anymore. But if sometimes if you get a little bit anxious, I'll just do it and it's fine, but it's nothing like how it was. So to to my point is you can always figure things out. They, the, the idea of now you could never, I could never... You know, you, you could you could do it. There's techniques you just don't know of. The travel thing pretty much left me, you know? Like, sometimes now I'll get a little, but it's normal, you know, like anxiety, but I'll be fine. But the looking back at the yeah, accomplishments... Yeah, change that, I promise. That I hope I can change it, because that's something that it, it always fucks me. That's why I always try to never think about it. And then once a fucking year, people are like, look at everything you've done. I'm like, I've done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll hook you up with my guy, okay? Hook me up with your guy. Yeah. Yeah, hook me up with your guy. I'm curious friend. to see... Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like a straight to business, like in like one session. He's just like, try this, do do this. He's like, trust me, just do it. He's and he's there. not like a medication guy. No, 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 no. And he's not like a, you need to come here like every week or two for years. It was like, I saw him like two or three times and he's just, he's like, a, he doesn't even really want to hear you talk. You tell him the problem and he, he wants most to of the talking okay. and then he gives you a solution. I like this. Yeah. I think he's a t type of guy for you. Yeah, that does sound he's like something for me. Friend, so he's a really, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I think I need something like that because I'm, I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that it's not good. Well, you know, yeah, that, that's that's good. Just that alone is like good. You know, Letterman had the same thing, eh? Really? Yeah, his whole thing was he always felt like every single show he did was shit. Yeah, I, <laughs> you would get, and like imagine being David Letterman and Jesus not being Christ. able to enjoy. That's like artistically and just his his position. That's like the dream of everyone. He's like yeah. the best comic, you know. And uh, to just never think you're funny. Oh, that, that would... Influence generations of comedians. And to just be that good and have that... Be in that position and never think you're funny. Like, it's almost like a waste if you can't enjoy that shit, you know? Yeah. That can influence the, like, culture. But he got over it, you said? No, I never got over it. Oh, fuck. That was just his thing. He was just... And he would get so... Like, he would have fits after shows, apparently. He'd lose his shit and get... And you couldn't talk to him and, you know, from whatever. Because he didn't like something he did... He just, he would leave after every show, almost every show. He'd, he'd get off stage and be like, that was shit. I wasn't funny. I don't feel funny. This is going to be the end of me. Like, what am I doing? None of another thing I'm doing is good. Sound familiar, Poseidon? Huh? Does that sound familiar? <laughs> a little. 
Is that what your leg or are you like that? So, no, no. Sometimes I do that, but do that. Th- there are times where I know that I had a good set. Yeah. But there are other times where I'm like, man, this wasn't good. And then people backstage are him. He's like, what the fuck? No, that was the best I've seen you do in like a month. Mm. And then, then I start second guessing myself. I'm like, how the fuck can I not tell? How the fuck do they know that it was funny? And I can't tell that it was funny. What the fuck oh, is that? I think there's like a degree of which, you know, you're going to be able to judge better but to a degree it sounds like you have that where it's like you know irrational to a sense it's a little irrational like i'm but i'm telling you at least i'm self-aware and i know it's irrational yeah. so i think that's the first step that to, is that is the first step that's what he told me now you see like, taking action is the first step it's okay all you got to do is just try you know i and do yeah I, I don't stop i keep going no i mean like try to like fix that about you oh yeah i don't know how yeah, but no, see, uh, I'll, I'll hook you up. Yeah, hook to me up. see someone. I really think there's just, I always feel like there's just solutions for everything. You're probably right. I mean, mo- most yeah, problems, we pretend like there's no solution and we're fucked, but it, you normally find, so there's something out there. Yeah, you just have to try. I think most people just don't try. Nobody's born perfect. No. But mm-hmm. if you just have the will, there's a way. Do you, so right now, since stand-up is a thing of the past for the time being, for the next 28 days. Yeah. Um, it's not too long, but yeah. Are you doing what I'm doing? Are you doubling down? Because it can't be just the two videos that you, you're working on now. No, There's got to be more on the plate videos. for you. No, no, no. That's just like it's my first week back. The idea is to do like three or four videos a week um, as well as just uh, – I was – you know, when we talked like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm coming out with an album, like a ridiculous holiday album. Now I'm just – I had to move – sort of last minute so I couldn't do any of that work for like the past three weeks and the holidays are coming up. I was planning on doing that as well as doing um, like nine, eight or nine uh, ridiculous cover songs of, of, of holiday albums because I did one video two years ago, Feliz Navidad, where I did it, just a ridiculous uh, cover and video of it. And hey, it I saw well. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Like dancing around. Yeah, you were dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. I yeah. saw that. So I was like, do I want to do an album of that and then get and just really... It's like a troll album, but if I make it an album, put on Spotify and do media, like I feel like I can do all that shit. Just Why the fuck be, not, bro? I want to. I just don't know. Now I'm starting to feel like fuck doing like four video, three or four videos a week, and that it's like so you know there's time limit on that, and like I'd love to be able to do it. I don't know if I'll. I don't want to talk like that. I that's what I'd like to do. But even just four videos a week is is that's still is, good. Yeah, it's really it's tough. I never thought, yeah. dude. Before. This is how much New York changed me. Before I moved to New York, the most I could ever do was one a week, and that's when I worked at MTL Blog, and I had a team of people working with me. I was never able to do more than one video a week. And you had a team. And I had a team. And now I came back, and I was just, there's something to be said for like being confined in your apartment and being like, okay, you can't leave your apartment and make a video. It becomes a lot. You, you force yourself to, to, it has to be easier and easier production. And, and when I came back, I was able to fucking wake up write a video, film it, edit it, put it out like that day. You know? Okay, that yeah, that's efficient. And as well, yeah, as well as go look at my older videos and then take a clip from an older one. So I was doing two videos a day and that was my routine. So that was, it's a full-time job. Oh yeah. You know, so to do that as well as try and do an album that you're, you know, need to sing. Well, the singing I could do quick, like quickly, then you got to edit that. Then you got to fucking make a video. I could do it all. I just don't know if I could do both of them. And I'm trying to think of which one will have the greater impact on my career. Like I really feel like, like now is the only time I feel like in my life I'm ever going to be able to really just kind of not work and just uh, focus on the craft, do videos every day, like full time for money, you know, for no money. You know what I mean? I like the videos, but there's something about the idea of making the troll album and putting it up during the holidays when you already know that a lot of comics, a lot of people aren't going to be doing shit. 
oh, I don't think it's going to make it there. Whether I do it this year or next year, but like I wanted to do it last year. Like I will get it done eventually. Um, I don't think it matters whether or not other comics are doing anything. But yeah, don't you feel like a lot of comics are like I used to think? I, I feel I like was, a lot of people aren't doing stuff. Yeah, well, I used to think like I got you know I think like some people got fucked more than others, some yeah. not as much, and I would always put myself in the middle of that compared to the rest of society, which I still think I'm kind of in the middle. But then I think about, I just, it never really occurred to me, but the other night I was on a walk and I was thinking about how compared to the other comics, I'm much less fucked just because I have so much background in doing videos and I have a bit of a following online. So I could just do that. Whereas like the grand majority of comedians just know how to do stand up, yeah. and like, Hey buddy, like start learning how to make videos and, and who's going to even do that. You know what I mean? So well, they're really fucked. And they're really in the fucked. Industry, yeah. like, agents and managers and people who work at comedy clubs people that's like fuck what the fuck are they doing you know i don't even know it's it's fucked the the comedy clubs is another thing I, yeah. i've been meaning I'll, I'll message him today just to see because I, I wonder what david acker thinks about this because i mean as far as i know these clubs they still have to pay rent so for yeah. example i know he still has to pay rent but the club is closed mm-hmm. so you're not selling any and even when it was open you were at a limited like one third capacity or something yeah plus he's paying the comment like it's I don't know how the fuck a lot of us, like a lot of the industry here is going to survive with this. You're anywhere, nowhere. It's the industry in general. I know there's, it's such a, I don't know. And will it go back to the same or will they be weary of another virus coming? Like, I don't know. There's so much uncertainty that it's really. Uh, yeah. I think we're not going back to the same for a very long time because really? people are, even if there's a vaccine, let's say for this. Yeah. People will now be extra cautious, nervous, the mask thing, the separation, the, because a lot of people just, and my, I include myself in this, I'm, I'm not any better. Like when this first happened, yeah. I was a fucking panicky bitch. Yeah, well, nobody knew what it I, was. So I was. Everyone was afraid. My mask, my glasses, I was gloves everywhere. I was like, okay. what's happening? Yeah. I, was, I was fucking uh, putting Lysol on all the stuff I'd bring in the house. Dude, I was, was like that. washing all the groceries as I'd bring them in. Anything, plastic, whatever like, the fuck. I was yeah. panicking. And I'm like... Now I see other people doing kind of similar things. I go, you know what? I find it a little excessive, but I can't judge them because oh. I did the same fucking thing for a month yeah. and a half. Well, that's because they made it sound like the Black Plague in the beginning. Yeah, yeah it, it scared like the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody you know? knew what well, they, they was like, we don't know. Just like, of course, people would leave packages outside for days. Yeah. They would take them in with gloves, spray the packages. Everything is closed. And the second yeah. they closed everything down, that's when I was like, wait a second. Yeah. This is like a movie. If they're willing to close everything down, if the government yeah. is nervous, yeah. holy shit, this shit's real. Yeah. So then you would panic. Really? So how long do you think then it's going to be before things go back to normal? What's your- I can't see it going back to normal, normal in less than in, in two years, like before two okay. years. Not too long. But I think that like two, three years. Two, three years. You're going to need the current... Uh, I guess high schoolers and college kids to grow up and slowly start taking over because they didn't give as much of a fuck. So you need that mentality. It's be a lot longer than two years. Well, you need that mentality to start consuming culture. Yeah, I mean that's gonna. I don't think mm. it's, personally. I don't think that has a is gonna. Because the current people that control culture, which is let's say our generation and the one above us, the one that was right before us, uh, we're kind of panicking most of us. So it's gonna permeate. But the second, the next one that wasn't really affected personally, and they see it more as like a just a weird blip in time. Yeah. The second that culture starts taking over, yeah. we're going to forget about it. It's kind of like 9-11. 9-11 right now isn't, when we, even though we think about it and the remnants of it are still felt, like obviously, you know, the police state and, you know, uh, when you go to the airport, how you treat like a criminal, that yeah, came from 9-11. But now the, when we, the way we talk about it, the way we think about it, because it's changed in culture. It's not the same as it used to be because a new culture yeah. took over, a new generation took over. And that's what always happens. That's how you, that's how certain things that are taboo in one generation are not in the next. It's just because, well, no, that's not a big deal. So then you carry on. So I think it'll, once they take over, 
we'll go back to the way it used to be. But until then, you know, the masks mandatory and all that shit, I think that's going to stick around. Yeah. Mm. But the two years isn't so bad. If, I, I know, would say two, two years, but years. I might be longer. Might be five, six. I don't know. Yeah, that's that is more like fucked up. But um, what was I gonna say? It shouldn't take that long to kind of go back to normal. Like the viruses have existed for thousands, thousands. Just a few years ago, we had the what was it? I was reading the influenza or something. Yeah, was much deadlier than yeah the virus right now. You know. Yeah. So where was the meltdown for that? Well, because it didn't get year? as out of control. I think. Yeah, it didn't get us out. That's what it was. It just it didn't Maybe. get us out of control. We're three idiots. We don't know when the fuck things are going to go back to normal. You have no idea. Yeah, I, I, there's I, I no like way I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, me neither. But it's it's frustrating to look at uh, the. I know situations. that's why you got to just live in the moment. You know, have your your ten people orgy. That you're, <laughs> to by the you're looking forward to that. He's like ten people. You're not invited, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think what you said is very important for comics or, or anyone in kind of our similar shoes. You have to find other outlets because I think the biggest thing isn't just making a career. I think uh, having a place to unload your creativity. Um, I had trouble when I was younger describing that feeling. It's very hard to describe to someone who is not like involved in any art. Some people don't need that outlet. Like I yeah. have friends who they don't understand what I mean by needing to create something you have to express yourself you have to express, and yeah. that's how i express myself is through you know podcasting stand up mm -hmm. all that so i couldn't even describe it myself to people what was missing or what i needed it was just like what are you talking about and i was like i don't know i want to i want to make something you think yeah. we should make like a like a show or something like what the fuck is wrong with you no and because they don't have their outlet comes from whatever is their job or, and they don't realize it that they don't have that side of them yeah. so now that i know it i know the most important thing is for everyone is to not lose let's say if you're a comedian you have to figure something else outside of stand-up. Maybe it's podcasts, maybe it's sketches, just to get those juices out of it so you don't stress yourself too much. Yeah. Because you're going to get very depressed if, if it's bottled up and you can't yeah. express it. Well, it's depressing to just be a stand-up comic in general. It's, like, it's such a tough business, you know? Especially, uh, it's very tough, like, now in Montreal. It was always tough in Montreal. To yeah, be it was always. Comic, but now it's like, I don't know. It's, now it almost feels like it's not even worth it. The, the comeback, when the comeback, when we reopened everything, for yeah. the most part, Remember how weird that felt? I saw you at the Nest. We were together. Yeah. It was, I mean, the only time you really felt like, oh, fuck, I'm a stand-up again is at the Bordel, uh, those shows. Yeah. It was a different culture completely. But yeah, in general, any show I would do in the city since the comeback, yeah. there was always something missing. And it was, a part of the, it was a part of the crowd, not just the size, but the reaction, the way they thought, the nerves, the nerves were there. But it kind of, the people loosened up towards the end. And then this happened. And then this, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Maybe it'll just be 28 days. Do you think it'll just be 28 days? Like, honestly, in the beginning I did, and now the more I think about it, it's impossible. So you're, you're telling me they're going to close this down for 28 days? And then Halloween, house to house, kids going around, they're going to well, allow they're, that? They're going to outlaw that. Halloween <laughs> it's going to be outlawed. Guaranteed. But no, I think, I don't think, I think uh, they were talking about just closing certain things, and so maybe they'll close other things, but then open things that have been closed. Listen, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, like just shift it? Shifted, yeah. Schools will be closed for 28 days. and then That would be amazing. Bars, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to allow kids, though, just to even everything out. Yes, kids will be allowed at the bars. Fuck, I don't know. Where, uh, um, Poseidon, where are you on this spectrum? Because you're not like you're not a stand-up, but you're involved he's on the adjacent. Spectrum, right? Yeah, he's on the spectrum. Uh, of course. Where are you on the spectrum? Um, where are know. you on this? What are you? Mm, I feel like we've overreacted like crazy. You, we, as me and you, as or in, as in a society. society, but you see, it's easy to say that, but I don't know if we have. Well, look at Sweden, right? Forget Sweden, bro. Sweden, 
Forget Sweden, because they didn't over... I mean, they also overreacted, right? They overreacted in the sense of telling people, fuck you, we don't want to... That's still an overreaction on one yeah. side. Well, and, I would say that then there's something in the middle, right? But what's the middle for this is what I don't get. Did you see what I mean? Yeah, what is the middle the, ground for that's this? The, that's the money question. How do you... Because we're trying the middle now, right? Close up some yeah. stuff. I don't know. It's just they're doing what I think they're just doing what they can do until there's a vaccine that they can distribute. Are you going to grab the vaccine right away if it's available to you? Or are you going to wait? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, I'm gonna follow the pack. Yeah? Yeah. I'm just going to get in line, do what everybody else does. I'm not afraid of vaccines. I'm going to wait. Yeah? Yeah. Just uh, I've never been afraid. I never thought about vaccines before, but I'm only going to wait kind of like in the beginning with coronavirus. Um, the first stuff we were hearing was crazier than what it ended up being. Yeah. So I'm going to just wait to see what the side effects are for the yeah, people. Yeah, no, that's smart too. I don't know. Like, I can't even say what I'm going to do, to be honest. I'm going to see, you know, I'll feel it out when, when it comes and see what's what's going on. You know, I do trust, like, uh, Health Canada to a degree. Um, but, you know, we'll see when it happens. I don't trust anything attached to the government. No? Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Okay. The welfare office, I don't fucking trust these guys either, man. It's funny money they're giving you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're not getting any money now, right? Oh, actually, somebody told me that unemployment. they said that we're entitled to something yeah. for the next 28 days. Is it? I don't know how it's only 28 days. Uh, I think the you're supposed to go from CERB to unemployment. For, but that's the federal government. But they said that here because of what they're doing for 28 days. Um, I'm going to see if we're eligible for money lost because like we can't do stand up. They close the bars down. Yeah. So apparently there's something we can go get. Yeah. They're good at giving money. They're not bad. In this province, giving that's going to fuck us in a year. Yeah, not too worried. No? no? I mean, what's it going to affect? It's going to affect our pensions and probably inflation, so shit's going to get more expensive. That I don't know. That'll 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 hurt, though. No. Yeah, I don't know. Now, no one's getting a PS5 this year. <laughs> Coronavirus in the economy, this is not my expertise here. I'm starting yeah, not us either. You, you, I, I like how you looked. You're like, these guys. These are just making us all look dumb. Oh, yeah. No, no. These, no but yeah, we like to shit the know. shit about it. Think yeah, about yeah, it, no, we're, we're, we're definitely yeah. not the intellectuals no, no, no. <laughs> that are needed for this debate. The deeper this convo goes, the more uh, like I'm lost. I'm not even smart enough to discuss ingredients in soup. Okay. So, you know what? I'm glad that you admit it, though. I'm glad that you fucking admit it. No, I'm in the end, I'm only interested in how long I can keep doing the stuff I'm doing. And uh, comedy. I think, I think it's very easy in this province to just get by doing. You need to make such little money to be able to survive and just do your craft, and you know. But it, what if you want something more? You want more money, obviously. Yeah. But I think you could do it as long as until. I just, I just feel like I'm so disillusioned by the entertainment industry in Canada in general. If you're doing something online, that's different because that you could be anywhere. Yeah. So it's actually you're in a good place to do it here. Because you could just afford to do it for cheap, you know. You could afford to live, yeah, and build it up, you know. Uh, but just like Canada in general, entertainment, like forget it. No, no, it's it is it is kind of a joke. Yeah, I mean it's a running if gag English, between comics. French, different story. Dude, French has a star system. I've said it before. Oh yeah, they'll build you up. I know, it's awesome. Yeah, so it's like New York. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a met like people get noticed. They'll give them shows. They'll work with them. Yeah. They'll, they'll try Easy. to create the next star. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. We talked about this last time. Yeah, when we were together, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it was hard for me. Again, same thing I say to English comics, they don't get what the fuck I'm talking about. I was like, if you can speak French and you're funny, try it. Yeah, if you're like if you've got talent, you don't even need that much talent. No, you don't. Like, no. no, you don't. I, I got I already did a TV spot in French. I've done stand up 16 times. Yeah. <laughs> in French. Uh, like, so it doesn't yeah. I'm not saying I'm talentless, but clearly I mean, you got talent. 
Yeah, you you're different, you know. Different, but it's it's about. does it's not the same work and get nothing as it is on the English scene no. where no, no, no. Doesn't matter how good really you are. Have to fucking yeah. Here, no, forget it. If this was a real meritocracy, and the most talented people would get something, yeah. uh, the biggest star in this country should be David fucking Pride. Yeah. Well, listen. I think if you're able to make it in Montreal on the English side, that says a ton. Yeah. And he is able to live in English. Uh, I mean, live in Montreal and do comedy in English and still earn a living. Yeah, he he writes as a writer, but this guy should yeah. have been, he's still one of, I think. Yeah, he's a guy who like, I'd be in New York watching all these comics and I would I would be like, I want David Pride to come. I want to see him do a set in New York oh. and just see how the people would react. And I would legit think about that when I was in New York. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that you'd love. He's like your ringer. He's, you know, you're like, I got a guy to put on here. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, man, and yeah. then he'll go up and be like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, he's great. He's very, very smart. Yeah, yeah, big, uh, big Pride fan. But or same thing. Everybody, everybody loves Pride. I don't think. But Hetty too. He's one of those fucking writers also that he'll take you somewhere on a joke. Yeah. And you're like, how did this motherfucker well, dude, the, the, take me there without me noticing? The New York effect, man. He lived in New York City for six months, and I just saw. I mean, I, granted, I haven't seen him for like over a decade, but still, I saw the New York in his act the other night when really? I watched him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It really does summon your stand-up, just like living in New York for a bit uh, and doing the stand-up there. Like if, you're, if you have talent and you could figure out what works and what the audience, it'll just change. You'll become such a better comic so much quicker. Interesting. Yeah, it really I, I believe that. I've heard that from other material, people. Like a lot, and I just... I had been going for a year and a half before I moved there, so it was I, the process had already begun, but just in... It took me about two months to get into the rhythm. And then, dude, it was like every week. I mean, it was granted three weeks, you know. But for those three weeks that I was in that rhythm, it was like no more. It was like every joke that I was writing was like a keeper and like next level. And I remember the very last joke I wrote, I was like, Jesus, I didn't think I was like, this is better than what I thought I could do type of thing. Oh, that's a good feeling. Yes. And it was just the fucking beginning. So it was really like it fucking sucks. That it, the whole thing feels like a dream now because I was just there for three months. But yeah, and really, now it's so distant because everything that happened. I just feel like I'm back here. Like, what the hell? I, I, I was done with Montreal. I was happy. I was like, this, this is where I want to live. I'm good. I never thought I'd move back anytime soon. And it's like the whole thing just never happened because I just live in Montreal again. Yeah, That's I'll, what it feels like. It's really weird. You're not the only one. <laughs> There's a couple of my friends that moved back here and they're like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> what yeah. just happened? Yeah. I had a plan. Yeah. But I mean, everyone's plans got fucked, you know? Yeah, we all yeah. look. Everyone's fucked. In the end, if you're going to take anything from this fucking episode is that you should go check out fucking Adam Susser's stuff. Uh, one of the best that we have making these goddamn videos. Uh, and hopefully this shit ends sooner rather than later so he can get back to New York and become the goddamn star that he was destined to be. Um, as far as that goes, we have it easy. Other yeah. people lost fucking loved ones. Yeah, it's course, been hell. Of course. Uh, you know, yeah. underlining conditions yeah. and there's a lot of problems. Yeah. We're, we're fucking fine. We're comics. We're going to figure our way out. Yeah, I mean, that's it. If you're still healthy and, and you know... Um, I feel like I interrupted you. So no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, if you're still healthy and you have your friends and family and you were lucky enough to not be like directly touched by it, that's why like, I, I just think it's going to be a blip in, in our overall life uh, a year or two and then it'll just be something that happened Then life will go on. I'm fucking right there with you. So Adam Susser, links are in the description. Uh, follow Adam. Um, follow, you can follow Poseidon too, twitter.com, uh, Poseidon 69 is his handle. He's there on Instagram with the same handle. Ludicrous, man. Uh, patreon.com slash Pantelis if you want to get involved in this month's Spookfest. Every Friday night we're watching movies. So thanks to Adam for being on. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Um, Poseidon, thank you for standing in that corner and not making it too awkward today for us. <laughs> um, and thank you all for listening. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.